Hello, hello, hello. Oh, How are you, Anna? Good. Welcome back. How have you been? Oh, so good. I mean, busy because it is exam time yes, for us like university it. students, but nevertheless, still good. Still loving film, still bitch. Still loving film, bitches. Yes. Mm. So excited to get started. Yes, with our next episode on Turning Red. Turning Red. Very, very excited to talk about Turning Red because Me I too. love it and I have a lot to say about it. Me too. And we also want to thank you for the last episode, the love that you shared. And we hope we can do you proud on this one. We were so, so overwhelmed with all the support and love we got for the first episode. So we hope we can make this episode a wee bit better. You may have noticed we've got a little little theme song song. now. We're feeling about, you know, professional out here being professional, bitch. So um, we're so excited. So um, shall we just roll the tape, Anna? Yeah, let's do it. Oh, bitches. Oh my god. <laughs> what? How did you say that? Sorry. I don't know what to say. <laughs> With Neve. And Anna. Welcome to Let's Talk Film Bitches. Our second episode. So excited to get started. But before we hop into turning red, um, let's discuss our pick of the weeks from last week. So, Anna, what did you think of Marie Antoinette? I loved it. I watched it again as well, actually. Yeah, it's on Netflix. It's on Netflix now. You should watch it because it is incredible. For anyone that doesn't know, Marie Antoinette is, well... It's basically, it's it's a biographical... A film about Marie Antoinette's life as Queen of France. Yes. And it basically depicts her up until the revolt, the French Revolt. Revolution. Revolution. And yeah, I really enjoyed it. It's just, um, it's so good. And the costumes, and it was like. They really. Oh, I remember I looked up the. I looked up the budget when I watched it again. I'm pretty sure it was like 40 million or something. Oh my god. Um. Which doesn't quite meet the reception that it got. It didn't, you know, it's not, it isn't received too well. Um, yeah, like, it's good as a, like, because we watched it in history class yeah. years ago. And it was good for introducing us to the French Revolution. Mm-hmm. I think it's got good aesthetics as well. It it's really very does. aesthetically pleasing. But Kirsten I don't think Dunst really She's so good. She's so beautiful <laughs> oh my goodness i just and i love the soundtrack the soundtrack is soundtrack just so is good. Also good so what were your two stars in a so wish my two stars in a wish for marion Antoinette are that it has beautiful cinematography as Absolutely. always you know i love cinematography and very much so cin- it kind of reminds me of like old like paintings and portraits yeah like the way the shot is set up and like a lot of them are tripod like stationary shots yeah uh-huh uh, like, really sets the scene, doesn't it? Does. it? And, and gives the impression that she's in a place that she's not that familiar with. Exactly. Um, and and she, as we go through the film, like, as she's like just sitting there, like eating cake, drinking tea, it's kind of like, like someone's like painting the portrait as as yeah. we're watching the film. Uh, my next wish is the set production design, as we talked about the costumes. Your next the, star, right? My next star. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops! Whoopsie. Yes, my next wish. Wish! <laughs> well, this episode is really going well. If you're still listening, thank you. <laughs> my next star 
as the same production design. It's so I good. Loved it. I'm pretty sure it was shot at Versailles as well. It must have There's been. no way that it wasn't oh, shot at Versailles. It was either shot at Versailles or they had a very good representation of Versailles. Well, when I went to Versailles, it was all like, I mean, you know the bit where she's at um, Le Petit Trianon, uh, which is her, she's gifted her like home away from home. It's kind of like a yes. farm. That I've been there. That really? is real. You know, there's oh a God. there's a really beautiful shot where her and her friend are walking through this arch. I have pictures of me in that arch. Wow. And it is so good. And for anyone that doesn't know, I'm actually going abroad next year. Yes, um, I'm going to Paris. And the reason I chose Paris was I want to be close to Versailles because this is my... It's such a beautiful place. It's huge as well. You I'm would huge. not believe how big it is. It is absolutely massive. I just cannot wait to, yeah, to go. Yeah, it's going to be great. So, what was your wish, since you're so desperate to, to talk about the wishes? <laughs> my wish for my internet is that it would have a better ending. Yeah. The, the ending is... It's very, like, it, like just... It just ends. Yeah. And I don't like it at all. I mean, that is very much how it, you know, it's the French Revolution. She dies, like... She gets her Yeah, but we, head cut we off. don't even see her getting her. I mean, no. spoiler, spoiler alert, but we don't even see her getting her. <laughs> no, which is true. I feel like the the uh, the final shot of her room, like that's up. really. I really like that though. I, you don't I'm like sorry, it? Sorry, I like as a final, like it's powerful, but not powerful enough to end this film. Like you're carrying the weight of French history and the French Revolution. I guess and that's true. And we don't true, even yeah. see like. A lot of crowds like it's a lot of noise but not much crowds but i think that's to represent the fact that she's inside like she represents the the kind of corruption that is the french revolution how much they well, french revolution the french um monarchy and that they were so protected do you know what i mean they don't they didn't see the true. reason the crowds weren't there is because they didn't see they didn't know to what extent or well they couldn't see it. They were just ignoring it. That's interesting. That makes me appreciate the film a lot more, to be honest. And I think this, the um, significance of that last shot, just the shot of her um, her bedroom being completely messed up and torn, is because the biggest value in the film is on those. She values the, the material things. That's the only thing that's keeping her in that lifestyle. So when yes. you see that room and it's all like, it's gutted and there's things yeah. broken and there's thrown about and the, the curtains are torn, it's because it's to show that like that's all gone there's nothing yeah, left of her yeah. lavish lifestyle that she goes but i do agree with you that the the ending is just like it's very wish it packed a little bit more punch yeah absolutely i think it should have been like i think there should have been a bit more of a build-up to it i mean they did try to do that when you saw louis like talk to his advisors and be like send more money to the u.s and stuff yeah but i don't think it really i think you needed to have a bit of a background of what was going on exactly. in french history at the moment which obviously i know a wee bit more about because <laughs> I study French, but you know, like, um, but I still thought it was, um, I it's still one of my favorite films just because of the cinematography yeah. and the, the it's just, it it's really just an amazing film. And I just wish the ending was just a little bit, it's really artistic as well. It's not such an art, you know, film. I don't think it's, um, it's not meant to be a mainstream film. No, um, I do you know what I think would be really interesting, and this is something that has just crossed my mind right now. It would be interesting to see. A different director's take on it, such as Wes Anderson. Would yes, that have been? Wow. Would that have been so good? Because, be but amazing. a lot of those white shots are very in his style as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which is interesting. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, I can see so many like comparisons between Sofia Coppola, Coppola, Coppola? So Sofia Coppola, Coppola, 
and Rose Anderson because of other like shot types. But I'm sure it's Coppola. 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 If we pronounce it, well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> pronunciation is neither of our strong points. You know who we mean, though. Yeah. And you can look it up. It's online. Exactly. So, how did you find Misery? I was, I'm not a big fan of horror or slash thriller films, but I thought it was really, a really good take from the whole, like, supernatural kind of, you know, and it's, like, based on a novel, which is nice. And it's something yeah. that I think with a lot of horror films, it's, like, based on a true story. So, like... You, you know, like with a lot of horror, well, a lot of horror films are based on the true story, but this, I liked that it was from a novel originally. And yeah. we know Stephen King to be absolutely like... Stephen King is like... Like... Uh, horror royalty. Absolutely. So I was really... Because I've seen it and stuff, but I was really interested to see this. And of course I was interested for any of our uh, RuPaul's Drag Race fans out there. It was interesting to see the character that Bag of Chips was. Yeah, and UK versus the world. Um portraying there I thought that was really and I just but you can see all the references oh yeah yeah I thought it was I I just thought it was great and that makes Bag of Chips performance even more interesting yes um, so what were your two stars in a wish so my stars were I really liked the acting in it I really thought the acting was so Literally, so Kathy so Bates she's just like she's she, amazing she just per- portrays such like a Totally insane. Yeah, insane, you know, like creepy. Yeah. Like the way she's like, oh my God, I'm in love with you. I'm your biggest fan. And they're like, you dirty birdie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it's so, um, like in the beginning, you know, um, she's so, you, she, her, it just increases. It does. How, how such... insane she becomes and she gets to a point and you just, yeah. like the focus is really on her there. But she, don't, no one else could have played that role. Yeah. I thought she was. I mean. Amazing. Absolutely. So she is the moment. Yeah. Now come on. <laughs> yeah, she is the moment. Um, and my other star was just how like different it is to other horror films that I've seen. Yeah, it's so unique. I just thought it was really, it was a totally different take on anything that I'd seen before. And as I say, I am not a horror fan at all. Um, the horror films that I have watched are um, shitty horror films at 3am at sleepovers. Um, when so, everyone's like, oh my god, let's put on a horror film! Yeah. And it's like, uh, and you're falling asleep and yeah, the ghost comes true. on and you're like, uh, uh, yeah. Who are you going to call? Um, <laughs> but I just, I really liked, I I like how it wasn't, um, it wasn't like, it could totally happen. Oh, so absolutely. It makes it even scarier. But I like that it wasn't spiritual. Exactly. Either, and it wasn't like something, I can't remember the word, what is it? That's ghosts and stuff. Phantom. So I like that it was like, you know, it was it was things that could really happen. I mean, if anyone's out there who believes in, <laughs> believes in ghosts, you know, like um, don't send them our way. But um, I really like that it was it was you know it yeah, wasn't like that kind of horror. Of I cannot well. think of that word right now. I said it a minute ago as well. It's like something horror. Supernatural. Supernatural. There yeah. you go. It wasn't. It wasn't supernatural. It was totally like, you know, no like powers at all. Yeah. These are just people. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and yeah. as far as wishes go, 
I don't know. I think I, I would rate it pretty highly. I know. I, it's one of my favourite films of all time. I don't think I would. So did you know it before it came on Drag Race? Yeah, I did. Oh, so you would have been like... My grandmother actually introduced me. Jack? Yeah, Jack. Oh, wow. Shout, Jack, shout Jack. out to Jack if you're listening. We watched it together for the first time and I was just... I was so in awe of how real this character was yeah. on the screen. I think definitely that the the focus of the film is this how it's, 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 it's the acting and, yeah. and the, the character building there and I thought it was just Amazing. I really liked the light in some places as well oh and the, the shots I know there's one shot where she's right in the middle and it's just like you're mm-hmm. just like oh my god yeah you can totally see where she dominates all the, like, the shots yeah, she's in. yeah her dominance is very very clear mm-hmm. um, but yeah and there were some points I just had to close my eyes it's like oh, thank you so actually now that we have um, done of our pick of the week, it's time to hear our fantastic new jingle. You Ooh. thought the theme song yes. was good. Wait until you hear our jingle. Let's do it. Let's go. Here it comes. Okay, so let's hop right into Turning Red, which was directed by Domi Shi of um, it's. Pixar Animation Studios. Yes. And it Straight came to out, Disney Plus. Straight to Disney Plus. Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Yes. Robbed. Robbed. Um, which is a 2022 film. It came out in March 2022, I think. Yeah, just last month. Yeah, just last month. First, we have to do our 30-second summary. This is going to be interesting. It's who wants to do it this time? Hmm. I feel like I could do it. Yeah, you want I feel to do like it? I could do it. Right. right. Let's set the clock. Let's set see. the clock. And then we'll go through our general thoughts, and then we'll dive into some characters, design, themes, and then the soundtrack. Yeah, sounds good to me. Okay, 30 seconds. 30 seconds on the clock. On the clock. Let's go. go. Oh, so, so basically we meet this girl, and she's like, um, she's Canadian-Chinese, and she is totally under pressure by her mom to... Um, live up to these standards and be the perfect daughter and things and then she um, is cursed by this generational thing which is a you know a theme and she becomes a red panda and then she has to she wants to go to this concert and she hustles the panda and she makes money from it with her friends and her friends are so happy and they love her and then her mum catches her her mum is about a giant panda and then um they break the spell and she stays a giant panda yeah 31.72 not too shabby. Not too shabby indeed. Okay, so, so what about our general summary? Yes, let's go through it. So we start off with, um, it's kind of like pictures, isn't it? And it's like, um, yeah. the perfect daughter. And we see images of May being this perfect. She's, she's you know, helping her mom. Um, she's getting good grades at school. Yeah, she's just, she's just all around the best child. And then we jump into this like super hilarious yeah, like montage it. Of her like walking in the school, she's yeah. walking down the street. She's so she's, confident. She's meeting her friends. We we have a great introduction to her friends there. I and you instantly detect that there is something different about this Pixar film in the first five minutes. Yes, but I know we said that about the Batman. This the first ten minutes give such a good impression. But the first ten minutes of any film is so important. Well, exactly because that's the that's the time when people are like, oh, I'm going to switch this off. Exactly. You know, like you flip over the channel and you see, I don't know, the Batman on. Just the first ten minutes has to set up the story. Absolutely. And be interesting, which is not a... Like, the first act gets it hard. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. In any film. In any film, yeah. 
so we see May walking through and we see her being all cool and she's like, oh yeah, I got a Tamagotchi. It's 2002. We're all cool. <laughs> yeah, by the way, this is set in 2002. Um, the year I was mean. Yeah, we were, born. we were both born. Um, so we we don't really know what the, the 2000s is like or at least the early 2000s too much, but it's definitely um, as close. It's a very, I say it's a very accurate, accurate representation. representation of at least what we've seen <laughs> it portrayed to be. And so we see her walking around, she's, as I say, love the way she, her friends were introduced. And it's like them turning around, there's all yeah. the colour. We, yeah. we see their personalities in exactly. three seconds. Exactly. It's and, so um, good at establishing them. We see May comes across, it's very confident. She's happy, she's good, she's she's like, oh, getting the good grade. She's the boss of the school. Yes. And then she leaves her friends to go back home to work. Mm-hmm. we see her get on the tram and get off the tram and then she completely changes, changes. Personality. she completely shifts she's running she's stressed she's she's um she's dizzy she's confused she's t- completely a different person when she's in chinatown and when she's mm-hmm. trying to please her mother yeah Ming. she's totally um yeah Ming. she's totally she's crazy and it's such it, the juxtaposition such contrast, is so yeah strong there and it's so important for this film going forward absolutely because we see some of the main themes there yeah. we see already that she's more relaxed with her friend she's she's um she's so chill and then bam she's stressed and then she gets to her mom and we we realize that her mom is this kind of overbearing overbearing protective mother yes because she comes home 10 minutes late and she's like oh my god where were you i yeah. was worried like i was about to phone the police yeah um so we see that and we see that she's got. She lives in a, a temple, mm-hmm. um, and she's helping people in. She's showing people around. She's got this red panda costume on, and we learn that uh, her family um, worships the god um, Sunyi. Sunyi. And yes. Sunyi wanted to be. Um, she was transformed to protect. She was transformed into a giant red panda. She wished that she could be a red panda to fend off these warriors. And one night her wish was granted, which we we find out a bit more about that later. But all we need to know now is that red pandas they're sacred here. Mm-hmm. Also, I loved when when um, May came into the um, the temple. There are two there's two pandas and they're Bart and Lisa. Really? Yeah. I yeah. Didn't see that. Yeah. Just as she's coming in, like just as she's first coming oh in, she's God. like, "Hey, Bart. Hey, Lisa." And wow. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. That is wow. Um, she comes in and that's fine and then there's this hilarious the most hilarious thing happens (laughs) where we see may in her bedroom yeah she's she's doing her homework she's like she's she's you know she's she's busy at work and then she starts drawing this boy who her friends are obsessed with who we saw in the kind of montage in a shop called devon so he's there and he, she just goes to town on the paper and just like draws she a is very drawing. sketch of Devin as a mermaid. Yeah, as a mermaid, completely topless, yeah. cradling her. This and the, God, the expressions there. I mean, I'll talk about the expressions yeah. later, but wasn't it oh just God. so like the like, lighting, like the red? Oh, it's so it, it's hilarious, and you feel so embarrassed. You feel like, too. and then of course her mum comes in and she drops the sketchbook, and her mum's like, "Oh, is this your homework?" Being the overbearing mother that Ming is, yeah. she picks it up. 
and she sees these drawings and she's like, oh, oh my goodness, has he done this to you? What has he done? What has he done? And, and May is like, no, also, no, no, we, no, no. Can we go over a time with like, men's like, oh my God, has he done this to you? Like, Damon is a mermaid in this photo. Yeah. <laughs> part of this is real. <laughs> um, so basically, Meng does the worst thing imaginable to any 13-year-old. Oh I would die. I, I think. literally die. Oh, she drives May to the Daisy Mart Daisy, where yeah. Devin works and confronts him and shows him the drawings. Oh and God. Tyler, who is the, the notorious school bully, is there and is laughing at May. Everyone's laughing. She's so embarrassed. She just is, she loses it. And she gets in the car. She's embarrassed. She goes home. And then we see her in her room and she's just having this moment of like complete embarrassment with herself. Uh, yeah. She's shouting at herself. She's like, why could you do that? She's, yeah, cr- that she's crying to her moment photo. with the mirror when she's like, you won't let this happen again. Yeah. That was so powerful. And I think that's reminiscent of like what every teenage girl feels when they're going through, because obviously this is her going through puberty mm-hmm. and she's starting to feel a certain way about boys. Um, and about or, or girls, you know. Yeah, girls. Yeah. Um, and she's starting to change and she doesn't know how to cope with that and her mum obviously doesn't know how to cope with that either you know she's not aware that this is just what teenage girls do mm-hmm. you know i i like, which is odd because later on we find out that Meng has the same relationship and went through the same thing with her mother exactly so it's she, totally generational yeah um so we see may and it's really it, it's just so reminiscent of what or at least what i felt when i was younger i was just so like because it's conf- it's a confusing time for everybody. It everybody. is. It is. And to have it be rejected by your parent, who should be like guiding and supporting you, and like uh, you could maybe add this to your drawing instead. <laughs> <laughs> well, not like that, but like like because then after she has that horrible nightmare, I yeah. was like, I was like shocked. The first I was. Time it's watching, hilarious. It's funny. Do you know, the best thing about this film, I think, is that it takes a really serious issue. I mean, that that part that Anna and I were just talking about where she's stomping around her room, she's upset, it's hilarious at the same time. Because everything is so um, exaggerated. Her her tears, her expressions, everything is just so exaggerated. And there's a flavour of humour to everything that is really interesting. It's really endearing. It is. It helps people it helps that stay light light i think and upbeat you know you don't feel like this is too serious and you're still having a good time but oh absolutely you're you're feeling sympathetic for this character obviously Mm -hmm. but the the biggest feeling that the audience gets there is embarrassment yeah totally so sense of relatability as well absolutely it's so relatable it's so relatable because we've all had a crush on someone yeah yeah maybe the wrong person eh (laughs) you know what i'm talking about uh, so, <laughs> um, so we see May have a nightmare, right? yes, and it's this strange. We see the Devon mermaid again. We see that's um, right. We do. We and we see him flopping around. It's, oh, it is horrible. It reminds me. I saw this meme on Instagram, and it was about the SpongeBob show. Oh yeah, it's like oh, it's all fun and games, but then there's one shot that's like super hyper realistic. Yeah, <laughs> like that kind of like that really resonated. Yeah. yeah. We see that happen, and May wakes up, and she is a fluffy red panda. panda. Every kid's worst nightmare. Yeah, but it happens to everyone, right? It does. I mean, I remember I went out as a blue panda. <laughs> so um, May's obviously freaking out. She's like, "What? Yeah. What is going on?" I guess it's unnaturally actually. <laughs> yeah. um, and she kind of 
runs into the bathroom. Her mum's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? She's screaming. And I, I, there, Ming is like, oh, she started her period. Because mm-hmm. I think May, uh, May says, oh, I'm, I'm a gross red monster or something. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we see Ming comes in. And do you know what? I know this is like not a big thing at all, but this is like one of the first films to mention things that haven't previously been mentioned, such as periods. And, and pads. And pads. Well. Like she, Ming comes in, she's like, Maxi, ultra light, ultra thick, ultra yeah. thick with wings. And, and I just thought, I just think that's hilarious. Because at least when I was, when I started my period and I was looking, I was like, which one do I choose? I know. There are so many. So many. And I just, I laughed at that. Because it is almost a joke. I know. That there are so many, and there's so many to choose from, and there's different flows, and etc. And I think <sighs> when you, you, it's you know, overwhelming. It is overwhelming. Observe this, poor, poor me. Poor me. She's she, and that's not her problem at all. No. You know, she's but she's behind the shower curtain. She's like, mm-hmm. um, and then she finds out how to calm herself down. She finds out that when she's calm, red panda's gone. Yeah, but she still has red hair. She has, yeah, her hair color has changed. So we see her go to school, and she's she's got a hat on. She's she's, she's being very mellow and very like she's very monotone. Yeah. She's like, like I'm oh. okay, mother. I'll be fine. <laughs> Robot man is going to conquer the world. <laughs> she goes into school, and and um, her friends are there. Her friends are Abby, Priya, and Miriam, and Miriam, who she nicknames yeah. Mur. 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 Um, and we see them. They're like, Hey, we heard what happened at the Daisy Mart, and um, May is just. Completely, whatever. Yeah, and then we see that this is hilarious, right? So obviously the big one of the the main theme in this film is about um, puberty, right? Mm -hmm. And what teenage girls are like. Yeah. The I laughed out loud, and we watched this film for the first time together, and I'm sure you did too. And it was she's standing with her friends there, and then she sees this like emo boy that's right and like the music slows yeah. down and she's like and this you see that's him flick his hair and he's like and I could not relate more emo boys <laughs> she was yeah. oh my god that is so hilarious good. he was a skater boy she said see you later boy oh. that's that is how May felt in that moment yeah. and then of course she she's like gets all flustered by this and her tail pops out that's right yeah and um, she has to run to math class and, and isn't it also because tyler is posting yeah the she's, there's, a, there's a lot of things and... going on yeah tyler's posting the the pictures that um inappropriate yeah so um anyway she she goes into math class and mir's with her and she's like you okay she's like, passing notes and then mir goes uh your mom's outside and I'm sure this is what we saw from the trailer. This I is think the trailer. The, the trailer scene. part. Um, and I was like, I mean, just a bit of background on this film. is I think, well, normally at Pixar, these films are in production for like four years. Yeah. And I remember when, when Turning Red was announced, I think it might just have been called Red to start with. I think it was. Um, but I remember like seeing the, the kind of what it was going to be about and thinking, what? this i was like oh this is yeah. gonna be rubbish i was like she turns a red red panda white like and i had no faith at no... all i mean but that was years ago and and uh, it's lovely to see what this film has turned into but i remember seeing the, the trailer as well and like relating back to my first thoughts when um yeah it's always interesting to see how an idea like 
it develops, evolves. yeah. Because um, this like fun concept has totally grown into a, a story about more than just becoming a red panda, but the red panda now has meaning and subtext. Oh, absolutely. That it might not have at the start. Yeah, absolutely. So we we see um, Mir says, "Oh, your mum's outside." And Ming is standing behind a tree. I think this is one of my favorite scenes of it's all. So it's funny. so hilarious. She's got sunglasses on and she's like peeing out. She's like an FBI agent. She is. And um, May spots her and t- can turns around and keeps her head low. Yeah. And then Ming gets stopped by a security guard and comes up and says, Tell him you forgot your pads! And Oh my god, this is such a stressful May movie. May just ex. <laughs> Explodes! She absolutely and of course, she turns red into a red panda. panda is in here the cla- in the classroom. She runs out. No one sees the red panda at that moment. I don't think except Ming. Except Ming. Yeah, Ming sees it. She's like, oh shit! Probably should have said something about this. Yeah. Um, and May runs off. She runs into the bathroom. A girl sees her in the bathroom. Squeezes out the bathroom window. Um, runs across the skyline back to the yeah. temple, and she's in her oh, bed. Ming is- Hurtling over traffic. Like, Ming is like, she's, she's taking her shoes off. She's, yeah. she's, she's sprinting. You saying bolt What the hell happened to her car? Yeah, her car just, yeah. In the street somewhere. Um, so she's there and, and you get home and, and Ming then explains what's going on. So as we said, it's um, something that has been passed down through the generations of the Lee family. Um, well, not of the Lee family, that's her dad, but of this, of her mum's side. Yeah who um, basically Sun Yi was wanted to be transformed into a giant red panda to protect her, her town, and, and it was passed down. And we see this really hilarious moment. Ming explains that, oh, it can be fixed. There's a ritual we can do, and you'll be sealed into one of these, and it's the necklace that Ming's yeah. wearing. And um, May's like, how do you know it works? And, and Ming does this face, and it, she does this like lip bite, and she's like, because it happened to me, and then does this like, I know, I know that you can't see me, <laughs> yeah. you can't see what I'm doing, what expression I'm doing here, but the lip bite is like totally, like it's completely, funny. and it's hilarious. Yeah. It's so funny. Um, so then they lock me in her room. They do indeed. Take away all her stuff and just it's have just an like, It's like a cell, isn't it? A cell, it? yeah. An isolation, like quarantine. We hear her mum saying how, how horrible she is. She's destroyed the house. She's... You know, that's a real moment for, for May when she starts to lose faith in her mother. And I think that's, it's interesting because it, the very first part of the film is that kind of showing the relationship in pictures with her mother as she grows up. And then we slowly see her lose faith in her mother and the relationship as it goes on. And that, I think, starts with the embarrassment. But also when, when we hear, you know, May overhears her mother saying how gross she is and how, not how gross she is, but how destructive she is. And obviously yeah. that just comes from a like place... Like how of, imperfect she's become. Yeah. Which is May's worst nightmare in the film. And, um, yeah, you know, May, May just wants to be this perfect daughter. And, and um, yeah, but... So we see May and she's, she's really struggling. She's getting really aggressive with herself. Um, and then her friends pop up at the window and they're like, hey, what's going on? And yeah. uh, May is, like, scared. And then... She turns into the red panda right in front of them. She turns... Because... The girls announce that Four Town are coming to Toronto. Four Town are the girls' favourite band. We hear this from the very start. They are 
they are the center like, of these girls' world. Like the One Direction. <laughs> which I can relate to. I was not a One Direction girl, but God knows I was a five stars girl. Yeah. I was... I followed you. You still are. Oh, yes. Oh, well. You're going to see Five Sauce this month as well. I'm going to see them tomorrow. 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 That's how much of a Five Sauce girl I am. Like, what? Seven years later? Those boys will always have a place in my heart. Of course. But, um... And this concert is like a chance... Is it Miriam says, like, oh, it's a chance for us to become women? Yeah, they, that's, their, that's their thing. They're <laughs> becoming women and they're so obsessed with them and um, they need to go see them. Yeah. And... I think Abby says it's on May 18th. Okay, okay, May, May 18th. There's no way that... And the, the next... The ritual that has to be carried about to um, seal the red panda spirit yes. is on the 25th of May. Yes, so exactly a week later. So May is like, oh, there's no way this is ever going to be gone by then. And then we see that the girls have an impact on how the red panda mm -hmm. comes out. So I think May asks Abby to punch her and... Yeah. May doesn't react. And um, then, so we, we get that, okay, as long as these girls are around and the relationship is there, then it's fine. So then May proves to herself that she can handle herself in front of her mum and dad, sees a box of kittens, doesn't react, still still a the human box girl. Of kittens. Yes, the famous box of kittens. Yeah. Um, and she begs her parents to go to this four-town concert. She yes, says, I need to go, I need to go. She presents a presentation. Which I can totally relate to. I I used to do that. I used to put together presentations and explain why I should do things. Did you do that? No. No. Well, I, was just, I did. I just succumbed to rejection. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I was, um, I was very much like May, put together presentations. But I wasn't shut down nearly as often as May. My parents were very lenient and let me have those um, life-changing women becoming experiences yes. where I did get to see Five Sauce and nearly fainted at Five Sauce. I was so excited the first wow. time I saw them. Um, but, yeah. It's, so May, she's rejected and we see them at school. She's like, oh. And, and she's getting angry and she's, she's none of her other friends. I think it was Mira that's allowed to go. Her parents are allowed to go but she needs to make the money herself. Exactly. And these tickets are £200 a ticket. Well, two hundred. Which is kind of a, like extreme for concert. Tickets. Extreme, but I mean, it's the it's the One Direction equivalent. I mean, what can you expect? Yeah, it's it is true. four time. Come four on, time. Anna, it's four I'm time. Sorry, it's four time. I need to listen to the recent album. Too. You never know on my mind. Well, can't sing that yet. We need to come on to it later. Spoilers. Um, <laughs> um, so then they get this idea to hustle the panda and make merch, yes. take videos. Like photo shoots because they're they're um, the band is basically a mascot for them. Yeah, but they're because the, the secret is discovered by I think the popular girl at school in the bathrooms. That's right. And yeah. then the panda, and so we see this kind of montage of um, them hustling the panda, yeah. which is really um, really funny. And they make they make loads of money. They've convinced Ming that I can't um, believe they managed to get that that amount of merch that quickly. Yeah, like they, they had t-shirts, mugs. Oh, they had like like, like, like hair bands yeah. and tails and yeah. Like I need them on my merch. <laughs> <laughs> the the kids from Turning Red are the Let's Talk Film Bitches merch team. They're yeah. they're starting out. Um so after that we uh, I think they're they're a few hundred dollars short. I'm sure. I think it's they're exactly two hundred dollars short because they're one ticket short. Right? Yeah, 
one ticket short. And Tyler comes up to them as like, hey, I want I want the panda at my birthday party. Tyler panda. comes up in the, in the funniest way. Yeah. He's, he's like a drug dealer. <laughs> he's sitting the underneath stands. the bleachers. He's like, he's like, hey, come to my come to my birthday party. <laughs> yeah. He even um, has sunglasses on and everything. Yeah. Um, so May agrees, but for 200. No, I think I think they are 100 short, but they ask for 200 for them. Um, I'm sure that's that's it. That sounds familiar. And uh, so they, they, uh, May's getting ready to go to the birthday party. And then suddenly her aunties come in. Yeah. And her um, her, her grandmother. Eve, well, I wouldn't say evil, but no, very intimidating. Extremely intimidating grandmother. With that fierce eyebrow. Yeah, she's got a scar on her eyebrow. Yeah. Mm, I wonder where she got it from. Mm. Prequel. <laughs> um, so. So the aunts and grandmother enters the temple. They come into the temple, and they, all the aunts like coo over me and like. The grandmother like, is extremely all, reserved, and she's so. I think we see as well. I think it's just after when, um, it's just after Meng denies. May the the concert, and she's Ming is like oh I wonder where she got that from, and then uh, the husband is like oh Ming your mother's on the phone, and she's yeah. like she's scared and she's she is like, she's I'm like not oh, here. yeah and, and she sp- speaks and she's so scared on the phone and her mother is so intimidating and she says I'm coming to sort things out I'm coming for the ritual yeah and overbearing mother like overbearing mother yeah true. Uh, so we see that at. Um, but they're also surprised at how well May is containing the panda. Yeah. Containing the panda, but her grandmother catches her out and reveals, with her mysterious like inspector skills, that there's a bit of red panda hair in in the house yeah. somewhere. She's like, don't. Yeah, don't do it anymore. Yeah. Um, but either way, May decides she's still going to sneak out to the party, and um, she she's. But, but she turns a, up in the in, in the suit in the that they suit. use for the temple, which and is not not what they're wanting, not what they're paying for. And <laughs> her friends are like, "What's going on? What's going on?" And they convince her to. Well, it's really they don't really convince her. It's just a kind of like she she yeah. decides, right? I don't care about this. I'm just going to be it one more them time. Forward again, like she's put her mother forward so many times. Yeah, so she, she really is a do-gooder. She is or a people pleaser. Um, so she becomes the red panda again, party, 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 etc. And then we see on the radio, I think the four girls are on top of the roof listening to the radio, and um, it's announced on the radio that Four Town is coming the 25th of May, not the 18th. And it's Abbey read it wrong, and it's Toledo on the 18th, and Toronto on the 25th. But I can't believe that none of the other three girls read yeah, the poster. Yeah, checked. I was like, hmm. And I don't know, I mean, honestly, I don't know how, how viable that is, Toledo and Toronto. I don't know a, a map of Toronto. It must be, a map of Canada even. It must be pretty easy to get to, but... Sure. Um, I mean, don't ask me. My geography skills are oh, infamously terrible. I couldn't. Yeah, I... <laughs> let's let's not well it's not a geography podcast we're lucky there yes. we're lucky there let's talk countries <laughs> bitch <laughs> um, so and May freaks out she absolutely freaks out and Tyler's like hey come come back we want the panda mm-hmm. and she attacks him she gets angry and attacks yeah. him taking it all this like expectation yeah um, and meanwhile Ming at home discovers that May isn't there 
and finds the poster. She finds all the the, the, the panda swag that yeah. May is hidden under the bed. She's she runs to the party and sees May attacking um, Tyler. And then she blames the girls, doesn't she? She blames the friends. She does. She says, it's you, you. She's never liked Miriam. It's kind of a running joke that she she says, oh, that, that Miriam, she's a bit... Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Which is kind of strange that an adult doesn't like a child. Yeah, true. It's a bit it's a bit um, petty, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but then again, my mum always was right about those people. Yeah, I mean, it's fine if like they're bullies, but Miriam is clearly not... Like, yeah, I mean, even if they weren't bullies, my mom had feelings about people. My mom was like, "Yeah, like, I'm gonna go to your mom every time I'm with a new friend." <laughs> she <laughs> was always, to fact check them. She was like, mm, "I don't know," and then something would happen, and I was like, "Mom, you were right. You were right." So yeah, I mean, obviously, uh, um, my mom has the same powers as Ming does when it comes to that kind of thing. Except Ming is in the wrong this time. Absolutely, yes, yeah. Ming is definitely. Um, she blames the and and May doesn't make any effort to stand up for her friends at all. She goes home. A week She's passes. Defeated. She She's is defeated. Totally she defeated. just she just is like, okay, I'm gonna get rid of it. Goes home, uh, and then the ritual starts. And her dad discovers her dad's cleaning up, and and her dad discovers the video camera that has all the videos of of the panda yeah. on it. And he goes up to May and he says, "Listen, I like this side of you. Get rid of it if you want, but I like it. it made me laugh." Yeah, which is a really hard. I really love how it's the dad that. I think so. Sense. I think he plays a really silent role, but it's a really big, really big part when he speaks up. Yeah, he... I think it's important. They don't like. I think they make his and May's relationship good enough that it like is really symbolic of, you know, he's really he knows what both his girls are like, and I think he has witnessed. He has witnessed, witnessed Ming's panda once. Yeah, us. and we see that that's how Ming got, uh, not Ming, uh, her mum got the scar, the grandmother, because remember the dad is like, oh, they fought over me. Of so I saw, I saw Ming's panda once, they were fighting about me. Um, oh, I didn't even make that connection. Yeah. That's so interesting. Yeah. Maybe we don't need a prequel after all. <laughs> So, and, and Ming says, really? And, and of course, Ming never talks about her panda at all. Ming keeps it very... Um, but I think that the da- but, I cannot for the life of me remember his name, but the father figure character definitely is the outside looking in on that relationship and the generational um, relationship that that is from the grandmother treating Ming that way and yeah. her Ming being protective over May as well. I wonder if Ming's panda has also been that massive or it's just like, because May's dad does say that her panda was big and large but as and I we wonder see, if like the more you suppress the panda the bigger it gets that's interesting because, because Maze is quite I, small I, yeah. but then again spoilers even like the aunts and grandmothers that's what I mean they're, they're all spoilers yeah spoilers <laughs> they're all pretty small I mean like if if May is like yeah you tall you can't see this if May is like the yay tall like I say like the grandmother is like twice the size of May that's true but Ming is like Ming is Godzilla like. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely there's definitely a callback to Godzilla in there. I love it. Um so yeah, we see the ritual going on and and she goes through this kind of like it's almost a mirror that she reaches into and therefore the panda's released. Yeah. But she decides, nope, I'm not gonna do it. Mm-hmm. She keeps the panda and then she runs away to the four town concert. Yes, but cracks 
Meng's necklace. Meng gets so angry. She's like, how could you do this to her own mother? Her necklace cracks. We don't know what happens. We see Mei at the concert. She makes up with Miriam and her friends. Turns out Miriam's been looking after a wee Tamagotchi that she oh, lost. Oh, that's so cute. It is very cute. We see Four Town come on. They have an absolute ethereal experience. They are yeah. like, the boys come on. We see each of them like, you know, fawn over them. Mm-hmm. Um, Even Tyler fawns over them. Oh yeah, Tyler's there. Tyler's there. Tyler's there. And um, they like make friends with Tyler. It's all, it's all good. It's all happy. It looks as if the film's about to end. It does. But man, Ming. Ming comes in. Panda in tow. Twice the size of the arena. Yeah, comes she's in. like she's the same height almost as a skyscraper. Literally, it's it's she's massive. She comes in. It's so funny. I, she has I laughed this... so hard when I saw her red eyes like yeah. behind the building. And she has this totally like crazy like burst of rage. She's she's looking for May. She's like how dare you? And she finds me by the red hair standing out in the concert. She does. And she's like, don't you. <laughs> and um, then she, does it, does she tear the roof apart? Because I know it's an open stage. She, she does. So she definitely destroys the set and the stage, yeah. but she, um, she comes, she, she grabs me. Everyone rushes away and we see everyone. They, and the family's plan is to carry out the ritual there. Yes. But with Ming instead of no, it's with all of them. with with all of them, yeah. yeah. And we see May is she kind of knocks it out by like hitting her in the nose and stuff. Like she's jumping round yeah. as a wee red panda. And you know what the funniest thing is? Like she distracts her by twerking. Oh yeah, she's right. like she's like I'm a teenager, and she can't. May kind of has this outburst. She's like I'm a teenager, mom. I like gyrating, <laughs> and she just like. Does that to distract Mei and get her to distract Ming even and get her into this circle? Wow! Um, and it's like that exposure for Ming to have like two thousands like modern culture. Like, yeah, it's like it's it's uh, too much. Yeah. Um. So she goes. Uh, so she end up fainting in the circle. She goes up and then and then Four Town joins in. Four Town joins in because you need to sing yeah. to to activate the ritual. Mm-hmm. Um, and she fades and you see May trying to pull her into the circle herself and then all of her aunties and her grandma break their charms and they're all red pandas as well. Yes. And then they all go through the ritual again. Mm-hmm. And and it's so interesting to see all the characters with red hair. Yeah! It's such a, like, a big colour. <laughs> That's the bit that you noticed. If yeah. you didn't know, Anna is our... Um, Anna, I am redhead. Redhead as well, so she red knows... Redhead representation. Yes! But like, even... Going all the way back to see Ming as a child and crying. Yeah, May finds her in the forest and and she's like, I hurt her, i.e. her mum. She gave Mm -hmm. her mum that scar and uh, we see her and we see that that Ming is just, as a child, she's so depressed and she's so... They kind of make that connection. pressure on May because she had that pressure put on her. Absolutely. So to sort sort Ming's character... It's to start May's character. So it's like very it's a very interweaving coming of age story, as we see. Absolutely. So everyone solved, May decides to keep the panda. Um and then their relationship kind of changes at the end and they have this nice heart to heart. And we see them at the temple and May now goes out with her friends, she has fun, she doesn't feel that pressure. And yeah. Yeah. It's it's, it's a it's, really good story. It's a really good story. As I say, when I first saw it, I was like when I first saw the brief for it, I was like, oh, and this was years ago. This was like when it was still in very early development and Pixar had announced that it was it was coming up. I was just like, oh, 
come on. I mean, I'm so critical about Pixar films. Yeah, I mean, Pixar films have such a high expectation to, to uh, deliver But they always, they always meet them to a certain extent. I really Maybe see. not, like they meet them, but not in the way people expect them to meet Exactly, them. exactly. I think that's a good this way one, of... This um, one subverts a lot of expectations and like the animation style. It's not a Pixar... It's not, it's not Pixar, Pixar film by the like on its face value. No, because it hasn't got that signature Pixar look, look that we all know. Exactly, I think that this was really interesting because I think we spoke about this before. Anna and I always try and watch our Pixar films together. Yes. Um, our, I think we, we watched, watched we watched Luca together oh, yes. for the first time, and we watched Turning Red together. Um, also, I just like how there's three films that have gone to Disney Plus from Pixar: there's Soul, Luca, and Turning Red. Soul is like very Pixar, what we know Pixar, mm-hmm. and Luca's kind of like Luca's this in between in between thing mm-hmm. where it's like it's testing out this new style, this like child story. So what, it's much more lighthearted than yeah. Soul. It's a very different story than Soul as mm-hmm. well, and I think it's interesting to see that kind of mix or their transition. I think it definitely signifies a bit of a new era for Pixar. Yeah, and what they're but it's going to be interesting to see how they. Um, but like, I don't want it to be like a new era. I just want it to have like some films that were like this part still, like yeah, because it doesn't have to always be like serious. Yeah, I think and, definitely like, it comes from a lot humor of humor in a sense. It comes from the the influence of the director as well, because I know that oh, when we watched the, oh no, I don't think we did watch that together. The the making of Turning Red, did we watch? We did not. I no, not. I watched it, and it was very. You can see that. Jomi, she wanted to put in a lot of her influences because she grew up in that situation. And yeah. it was very much a... Yeah. <laughs> I hope, hope Jomi, she didn't turn into a red panda. <laughs> no, but she... Um, at Pixar, they, they, their stories come from real life. And they're based on real life things that the directors have gone through. You know, Take, for example, Onward, where it was the story of two brothers who'd lost their dad. That was something that came directly from the director. It's, a true, it's based on a true story that... Um, that's where the best stories come from absolutely because you know you, I don't even think it's just personal experience personal experience and you need to you need that to tell a convincing story mm-hmm. at the end of the day and that's and why sure Pixar's films are so convincing they directed onward again Dan Scanlon I'm, I'm sure it helped Dan Scanlon to make that film and like reflect on that and reflect it, on it and like it helps you personally as well exactly um, so, so what were your general thoughts did you like, like it? <laughs> I liked it. Well, I, the first time we saw it, we were both under a lot of university deadlines. Yeah, we were. And the Batman wasn't. Is it? Is it? It's a very good movie, but it's not funny at all. No, it was. It's... So to have this like an hour and half, an hour and a half, where I can just like turn off, have like some unadulterated, just fun with a film and like laugh and, and not feel guilty. It's bright, it's, it's bright, it's hilarious, it's, it's easy it's to watch. Such an easy watch. And you don't, like, there's not too many complicated, I mean, knowing the way that Anna and I explain summaries, we've probably made it sound a whole lot more complicated than it is, but if, you, if <laughs> I mean, you've seen the film... Like half an hour to explain <laughs> the film. But if you've seen Turning Rage, you'll know what we talk about. It's very, it makes sense and yeah. everything is very... Um, Everything just lines just, up. Yeah. And it's really it's really easy to because watch. Because if if I have had a hard day 
I am more likely to turn on Turning Red or Look Out than I am to watch Soul or Onward. Yeah, Soul was a very... Soul takes... It's such a thought-provoking film. It just... I remember I watched it and I just was not having a good day and it just made me dread. I had, like, this existential dread. Yeah. I was like, oh my if God. you're afraid of dying, maybe <sighs> don't watch Soul until you... I just was like, I'm doing nothing with my life. I'm doing nothing with... But then I guess that's the Where's point the of... Where's the cat in my life? <laughs> I guess that's the point of soul is that like you don't have to be doing anything with your life. It's just the little things that make your life special, which yeah. is, and it's a really good message. And I always cry. So I always cry. Soul, we should definitely, definitely. review soul as well. It's so oh good. Um, yes. I, so yeah, I'm more likely to turn on because it's way more lighthearted and just the characters. I related to the characters because like, it's, as we say, it's a true story and everything that these girls go through is totally true. I know. That I was just, it's an embarrassment. It's the being obsessed with boys. It's, you know, loving a boy band so much that you would spend $200 oh, $200 to go so see amazing. them. Yeah. You know, like, it's all those things that make being a teenager so, mm -hmm. like, recognisable. Exactly. And they didn't try, you know, and they were, they included the ugly stuff as well, which I was really... Literally. You know, I as I say in the in the Turning Red, the making of Turning Red, they were I mean, maybe this falls more under character design, but they were so um they took things from each other, they were like, Oh, you have this on your face, let's put that in. Really? Or, yeah. Yeah, That's they they, cool. they I'm sure they gave um they were like, you know, they didn't want to make a character that looked unrealistic. And it's the imperfections of a character that make them perfect. Absolutely. I think I think one of them was like, oh, there was a few, uh, they had patchy eyebrows, and you can see May's got like patchy eyebrows. Yeah. And it's really interesting. I really need to watch that documentary. Yeah, it's really good. And when you watch Turning Red after you watch the documentary, everything just makes sense and lines up, and it's even more fun to watch because mm -hmm. you are like making all these connections in your head. Yeah, because I did the same thing with Frozen 2. I watched the film and then I watched the series. Oh, that series is so series. good as well. Yeah, and then yeah. I watched it again. And so much made sense. You learn about the film as well. Like even the character's steps. Yeah. Like the iceberg. Strokes. Oh, that's I know about the bit you're talking about yeah. in the Frozen 2 documentary. It's good. I just really enjoyed it. Just, yeah. I think it's, I remember it's the, the first time that I watched it, I was like, hmm, this is a step away from traditional Pixar. It looks a bit like, it looks different. And I was. It kind of gave me hints of Marvel, is it? No, it's the Mitchells versus the Machines. Yes, the absolutely. Film. I really thought that was good. It really did. Which we love that film. We oh, watched yeah. that together as well. Do you want down? Yeah, oh my god, it's such a good film. We should. Really yeah. Again, we should review yeah. that. There's so many films to review. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it was. It just was like hard and, and it made sense. It was very reminiscent of that now that you said because yeah. it's very family. Like the facial expressions, the family yeah. aspect, the. The art style, the color pops. Puberty as well, going and well, starting a new phase of life. Exactly. So, the characters. May's just so relatable, Literally. as we spoke about. But I feel like, okay. at the same time, I feel like I can see, like, Ming being relatable to, like, she, Ming at the end of the day, she just wants to, it's not her fault the way that she treats May, I don't think. It's totally generational, and yeah. it's down to her grandma. I would say that May and Ming are the, the two main characters of the, yeah. the plot. Because I feel like the dad isn't really... He's more a supporting role. He's a supporting role, the, he, the friends are a supporting role. And he has that kind of outlook, as I say, he has that 
outsider perspective on what the relationship's like and how how that relationship or how that affects um both me and me mm-hmm. with okay. the with the grandma because we can see it's so obvious that the grandma has she's so scary she is she is just and it's really it's because aura. it is we see in the film that may is like um that ming even is so she's she's like she's put together but she's she's very subdued. She's very like you know she's her, she's been torn back, but she's not like in that way that her mother is. That she is like right, May. Yeah, I feel like May Ming and the grandmother. Does the grandmother have a name? I don't know if the grandmother. She has probably a name. does, but I. Uh, they have like there's a three stage evolution. Like there's the happy, fun May. There's the controlled Ming, and then there's the very, very like unemotional robot-esque grandmother mm-hmm. so do you know what i found really interesting i may have got this wrong but i don't think so so basically ming refers to her mother as mother she says okay mother okay and we see that that um may doesn't do that may calls ming mom apart yeah. from when they're at the ritual and obviously they've had a big fight mm-hmm. she goes ming goes oh go get ready and she goes okay mother Wow, and that is maybe it's just the like changing a, of the the dynamic. that relationship. And as I say, she starts to lose faith in her mother and doesn't share that relationship. She doesn't, you know, she doesn't want to be that girl anymore. Who, exactly, you know, and and that's mm, like it's May's life to leave, not May's. Yeah, but I at the same time I sympathise with Ming because I don't think it's her fault. I, yeah. as, I, as I say, I don't think that the way that Ming treats May is, is Ming's fault. I don't think that's that's purposeful. I don't, don't think that the fact that she is so protective over her is something that she's doing consciously. I think that is completely subconscious in mm-hmm. the way that, that she's, she's been, been treated. Taught. Yeah, absolutely it has. I totally agree. Uh, I think we definitely need to talk about the design, though. Yeah. What did design. you think about the design? I just I thought... like the animation. It was just, like I just like it, like because I know it's it very was so contra- pleasing to watch, pleasing to the eye. Just I just loved how exaggerated everything was, and um, like their teeth are huge. Their teeth are massive. And their teeth are huge, and they have and like their eyes can go like from tiny little dots yeah, to like massive globes. It's just so good how everything has just been emphasized, um, to emphasize to emphasize what they're feeling and it just mm-hmm. makes it makes it easier to watch and easier to understand easier yeah. to relate to how they're feeling and overall it's just really effective in this in this kind of film yeah. i something like that wouldn't have been as effective in in um, soul it's not that it's not got that kind of commentary to it do you know what i mean it's it's very um and even even look at it, it's very we're talking about a 13 year old girl she's going through puberty she's like you know she's she's really feeling cool mm-hmm. well when she's with her friends. Of course. She's feeling cool and she's she's ready to... She's ready know. to take on life. And she... this I think the expressions are almost what we see in our heads. When we look at yeah. people and, and um, they make an expression, we always emphasise it and, and mm-hmm. exaggerate that, whether it be in a good way or a bad that's way. That's a good point. And um, I think that's really interesting. I also love the portrayal of the, the food. I thought yeah, that was really good. And it was really so delicious reminiscent of anime. Yeah, things which yeah. Domi she said that she took inspiration from from that mm-hmm. when she wanted to make 
when she she was looking at the design of the food and how that was going to look and things. Yeah, I also love the dramatic studio lighting, like in some scenes. Yeah, when she's like, like her mum comes in and she's like does this like it goes all dark. There's a white on her face. Yeah. It was like she's interrogation. And even when they're at the store and Ming has just put mermaid Devon on the camera. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, it's just like the harshness of the lighting like in her in her face and you can see like the sweat drops down her oh the sweat and the tears are done really like well. it's uncomfortable amount of detail yeah it is it is but at the same time it's not detailed like it's not extremely detailed but at the same time it is if you know what yeah. i mean like on one side they're very simplified faces um the shapes are very simple nothing is like detailed but it's like ragged it's all very soft and round looking mm-hmm. the whole thing but at the same time it's so detailed when it comes to the the little things and the detail comes from that exaggeration i think yeah also i just want to say like pixar the last three films soul has really blown blown itself out of the war for its like black representation yeah and look out for its italian representation and now turning red for its canadian chinese representation but even more so the the representation in this film is unmatched to any other animated feature because yes. we have so many, I'm sure Stacy, the, the kind of popular girl, she has diabetes. She's got a, a diabetes. Really? Um, yeah, like passion a her arm. Reader. Yeah. And we see um, so many different races and religions represented. And it's just so and even nice like representation to see. of women as well. Yeah, well, well the best so thing is that. Have both have male protagonists. True. But the thing that I think as well, the reason why this film is so good at portraying females and the female um process of going through puberty mm-hmm. and and so that is because there's so many female um crew, crew the, the people on the team yeah. working on it i mean domi she the producer is a female as well i'm sure the production designer they all work together so closely to truly represent how because the the more people the better you're represented behind the scenes means that it's going to be a better representation exactly. on the screen. Yeah, that's the only way that you can get because accurate, accurate that's how representation. You tell a real story. You can't, you can't try and tell someone's story when you haven't experienced that yourself. Yeah, I mean, you can do any amount of research and get like half. The it's way. not going to be true though. It's, it's never going to be, be as authentic as someone who has actually gone through what the like what May has gone through. Absolutely. Also, I just have a question, like completely off topic, but is it May or is it May May? Our mum called her May May. But I think her, or May Lin Lee, I think. I mean. Right, May Lin Because I was going to say, because in my notes, I have May. But in the film, I like, oh, it's always May, 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 May. Yeah, I'm sure it's, I'm sure it's, her mum calls her May, May, as a like kind of endearing term. May, May, and her friends call her May. Also, um, and I don't know if this is kind of like in terms of design, but a fun feature, like in terms of representation, is that. In Chinese culture, the the number four is unlucky. Yeah, and, and the called, number red is very lucky as well. The number the, the, the letter the did I say letter the, the red? number red the number red the le- the <laughs> <laughs> let's see if I can get this right. This is wishes all over yeah. again. The color red is very lucky as well, and I'm sure lucky. That, yes, ah. very very lucky. That's why um, at Chinese New Year, when you're given like an envelope, it's a red envelope. Oh, yeah, because like Four Town is called Four Town, even though there's, yeah. five, there's five members of Four Town. Yeah. And it really like juxtaposes the lucky red panda that Ming and 
the temple mm -hmm. celebrate versus this radicalist radicalist thing <laughs> that Mayors have. Yeah. I think it's so funny as well when at the very end when um, Ming gets her new red panda spirit sealed into the Tomagachi book um, when the grandma gets it sealed into like a four town necklace yeah. and she's she's like gambling or something and she goes so unlucky <laughs> yeah. four is so unlucky oh my god that's so cool it's I also so good. love how like they've uh, interconnected interconnected, interconnected. sure um I can't think of the word like Inter inter intertwined. 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 That's so we are really struggling with our words know. today. Fucking wishes, stars. <laughs> uh, yeah, how like modern culture is intertwined with this uh, his history of like the red panda in the temple. Like, yeah, they have tamagotchis and they've got four town. Yeah, things. I mean they're not happy about it, but. Well, I mean, Ming does take care of her Tomagachi a lot. Yeah, she does. Which is kind yeah, of I think that is hilarious at the end when they're like, "Oh yeah, they have to put their, they have to put their their ancient panda. spirit into a Tomagachi." She's actually like caring for her red panda and the Tomagachi. Yeah, it's hilarious. And, it's good. Yeah, I think this film does really well in terms of themes, though. Seriously, I think there's so many. I I think for me, the main theme, oh, obviously, is puberty and and finding yourself growing up and things. But definitely the generational aspect in terms of how... Yeah. I mean, we've already spoken a bit about that, but... It's all about how you grow. Your childhood is one of the most important parts of your life. And it influences... And it really shapes who you're going to become. And it's so clear to see that that's what's happened to me. A lot of people are so... I mean, I feel this. Not to get not to get deeper and mushy or anything, but okay. when, I, when I was younger, I was so like, oh, I can't wait to, to grow up. And I didn't think my... I was so desperate to be where I am right now mm -hmm. and now I'm like looking back and like missing that like childhood yeah. like like I wish going in like I, I wish I miss god <laughs> wishes again it's a car uh, I miss going into school and like getting worried about doing long division you know if that was the only problem I had because in life right at now at the time it feels like that's the most like awful thing ever long yeah. division and now it's like, oh, we have rent and bills to pay. And, uh, yep. Can we go back to learning maths? Yep. <laughs> this, is, this is what it's come down to. Learning maths, that's the one you chose. Sure. Well, I mean, well, maybe not maybe not um, maths in high school, but I would happily go back to long division. Yeah. God, I remember I was so good at like long multiplication. And I was like, everything was good. Like everything in my you, life. You like me, we're getting those straight A's. I was like, you know what? I've got this life thing sussed. But seriously, I think that um I was so desperate to be where I am now that I didn't have enough time to Yeah, um, like appreciate of, my childhood. A lot of children, like some of my cousins are like, Oh, I can't wait to grow up and like go off and do that and do that. And, like you have to be so mindful. Like that is something I that is my parting knowledge to my childhood me was like be mindful. Yeah. Just. But you're always told that, though. You know, I'm sure we will tell our kids that. Oh yeah, of course. Like. But it's the truth, and it's annoying because you're it, like spending yeah. time on like, no, I want to grow up. And yeah. Like, well, shit. <laughs> I remember being in the, the playground and being like, oh, you know, the biggest thing when you were playing like an imaginary game was how old are you going to be? Yeah. You know, I was like, oh, I'm going to be 16, and you were like <laughs> walking around the walking around, and I'm like, God. Wow. Like, I wish I was still 16. 
like and now like what I wouldn't give to have one more day in that German classroom with you for anyone that doesn't know we did German together Anna and I did German it's maybe a bit obvious who was better at German obviously maybe the person who did <laughs> went on to do languages in university Anna and but I it was did. actually me <laughs> And and I just that's where we we um we met we met and and our friendship blossomed and we yeah. would um but God what I wouldn't do for another another day just in that room with Miss Todd just a little confidence stroll down the corridor I used to strut down that t- you corridor did. I did because I knew I was, sometimes I was intimidated by you so like jumped <laughs> it excuse me this is the first time hearing of this. But I mean, was... this was when I was like crippled by social anxiety. Like. Well, true, true. You were nothing like like you are now. But yeah. I think um, that that side of the school was mine. That there was one corridor that was like all the languages classrooms, and I just used to live there. You did, and because um, I in, in my last year I just did French and German. Yeah, you literally had two classes on that. And I would nothing. walk to the next classroom, and go, "Hi, Miss Todd. Hello." <laughs> In fact, you had two Hello. classes with Miss Todd in a row. I did. I had. I think the Wednesday was my favourite day because I had, um, I had French. You had German in the morning. And I had French German in the morning. No, no, no. I had. Or was this a Friday? Was it Friday? No, you are right. Yeah, I was right. German in the morning on and a then, Wednesday morning, and then break. I had a free then, period, and then French. French, and then I went home on a Wednesday. So and then you didn't even come in on a Thursday. I didn't even come in on a Thursday. Oh. I'm like, where's Neve? Oh, it's Thursday. <laughs> it's Thursday, yeah. Unless Miss Todd was going to me and I was not going to come in. Yeah. So, yeah. But, okay. I, well, enough about our... Yes, our, um... tangent of the week. <laughs> <laughs> but no. Um, uh, yes. What do you have to say about themes? Themes, I'm going back to like the whole generational learning childhood. Mm-hmm. It's also really important to... To know that you can still learn in your adult life. That's true. That is such great commentary because, especially with like terms of homophobia and transphobia, like people saying like, oh, it wasn't like okay in my day. Like, why is it okay now? Like, times change. Yeah. Like stuff changes. Like, because just because you didn't learn it when you were like 15 or something doesn't mean it's wrong. Yeah, that's right. That's true. Totally and I really right. like the whole, I really like that. Of the film, mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, we obviously see Ming change and change mm-hmm. her opinion, um, and anybody can do that. Like no matter it's what, it's so they easy. Say, Start doing it, bitches! No. Come on, it's and not too waiting. late. <laughs> you can, um, yeah, I think uh, it's you can really see see how Ming has changed and how her her perspective on on how she is a parent to May, and uh, we see that change, which is really um, lovely to see. Yeah, and just like the whole theme of puberty as well. Yeah, so good. So good. Like her hair turning red, it just demonstrates its unavoidability. Like yeah. Permanence as well, like you can't hide from it. Yeah. No matter how many hats you put on your head. And, and the panda is such a good metaphor for, um, I think it's that's something we've maybe overlooked. Because a lot of the women in this film, except... Ow. <laughs> Anna's just hit her leg off the table. <laughs> a lot of the women especially in May's family, are so, like, controlled and very, like... Yeah. Like, certain way. And, like, the girls in the school react to the panda like, oh, my God, it's the cutest thing ever. Yeah, yeah, exactly. such a normal, authentic reaction. Uh Uh-huh. And May is confused. Like, she's like, why are you reacting like this? It's awful. It's ugly. Yeah. Because she's been told that. Exactly. 
Like even like the word choice of like the beast and the panda, like mm-hmm. Ming calls it the beast. Exactly. And, May, and our friend May and her friends call it the panda. Yeah, exactly. Like, That's interesting. I didn't notice that yeah. actually. It is interesting how you see that and see the different like, like perspectives and how people look at it. You really have to take note of how beautiful the red panda is mm-hmm. and like how beautiful change. I mean, at the end of the day, it's a bloody red panda. I know. Like, if I could turn it, that would be hilarious. Panda. You know, if if you were just like, oh, actually, Neve, like when we're finished this podcast, look at this. And I turn into a red. I, I would be like, wow. <laughs> oh, that's something I was going to talk about as well, which was really, I thought was really good. I like how I mean, obviously, this just contributes to the cuteness and the design of the film. But I like when May does turn into a red panda. She just like there's just like this poof of pink smoke. It's not like you see yeah. her like. Her claws, yeah, like, like another animated film I love is Wallace and Gromit and the Curse of the Way Rabbit. Really? Do you like that film? Yeah, I love that film. <laughs> but like, just the grotesqueness of Wallace changing into the Way Rabbit, as opposed My to my brother Maze, was like, terrified of that film. Me because, too. Because of that reason, because it is, and I it's think so. Like her, his teeth, like. like <laughs> <laughs> Again, well, Anna just made a really funny face. Yeah, there. if we had video cameras, <laughs> we would be. Uh, yeah, like just the teeth, and like you can see how uncomfortable it is changing into this rabbit. Whereas May is just like, May's just like ah, ah yeah, and poof, and then it's just a right hand. There's no um, there's no discomfort there, and there's no. It's very like I like that. Yeah. I like how cute it is. It adds to the look of film, but obviously they didn't want to make it like this because it would be portrayed as a beast if that had happened. Exactly. You know what I mean? But it's just this like it's mystical. Very innocent as well. Yeah, it is. It's really innocent. I like that. Last thing we're going to talk about these scores slash the soundtrack. Yippee! I'm so excited about this. So first of all, we need to talk about that soundtrack because it was Billie Eilish and her brother Billie Phineas. Eilish. I can't believe it. I was I was like jaw dropped yeah, when, when I saw Billie Eilish. I didn't know that they were doing the they were doing the, the music for that, and then we were watching it as I say, Anna and I watched it together for the first time, and we saw that because we stay through the credits yes. ofs. Ofs. Um, and we were both like, oh, that's a pleasant surprise. Yeah, because Billie Eilish is... Baby, you got it. I love that song. Yeah. It's so good. But Billie Eilish is known for like darker tunes and like... Yeah. When we all fall asleep, where do we go like... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a bad guy. <laughs> like, you don't expect... I feel like bad to... guy would have fit into the film really well. <laughs> like, when they're doing their little like... No, Hustle no. montage, do you? Yeah. Or like when the aunts and grandmother are coming through. Yeah. Like, so you're a tough guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, there we go. We can see we can see why. But yeah. I really like it. Um, and I love how the contrast between the like the traditional instruments of... And the score. And the score, opposed to like the modern poppiness of the, like, the school setting. Yeah, I, I really thought that the score was really good, and I thought that it was quite interesting that um, the composer Ludwig Göransson. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, I mean, you would know you're the language person. Oh well, I'm not too sure on that, but um, it was his first animated film composition, which was Ooh. really interesting because I think I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really nice, and it really added something to the film as well. Yeah, like it's like an important part in like the bouncy, lively nature. Like it's very like poppy, 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 and then when he when she gets to the temple, it's very like calm and smooth. Serene, yeah. Yeah, it like helps to contrast the the two different aspects of her life. Yeah. And yeah, um, 
I also make sure of the emotional moments in too. Yeah. Like, because you don't really expect a film that at the start is like, oh, I'm like me, I'm confident and I'm, yeah. I am like exude. I have got A grades and stuff like, so making my emotional <gasps> Oh moments. my God, your dress has pockets. Yeah, my dress has pockets. <gasps> Sorry, that's totally, that is totally <laughs> Oh yeah. my goodness. Anna is wearing this beautiful dress today and it has pockets. It has pockets. Wow. Yes. Anyway, continue. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> continue what you were saying, Anna. Yes. So the film score <laughs> soundtrack doesn't have pockets, but <laughs> it it's still really good. emotional moments hit. Yeah, I think it's it's difficult sometimes to notice the score when when what we see visually is so appealing. Yeah. Like you know, I think we said this on the previous episode yeah i think we said this on the previous episode but like you don't notice a score but if you take the score out you will notice oh absolutely and that's kind of like it's kind of the the main goal of the score to to like be to, on like a layer under yeah and you don't notice it but yeah. at the same time yeah do. but if you if you do notice it because i know black panther has gotten a lot of good things yeah about the soundtrack like I mean, if you have a good soundtrack, it's you're just, sorted. I think yeah. it's I think it is really well received if you have a good soundtrack. I mean, you know, um, oh, I'm trying to think of the film that this is talking about, and I can't remember. But take like I know this isn't a very sophisticated experience, but everything is awesome from the Lego <laughs> movie. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you yeah. associate a certain film with a song exactly. at the end of the day, and I mean just. Just think about how important it is that Disney films from Disney Animation Studios have a good soundtrack and those princess films like Frozen, yeah. you know, they have like such a... Because these songs are going to be sung by children around the world mm-hmm. for years. It has to be catchy. So it has to be good. And I think I think Billie Eilish and Phineas was definitely the right choice to portray that kind of... Yeah. Even though I... I, mean, I don't I, think the songs in Turning Red are like going to be like karaoke numbers. Yeah, I... Because yeah. I don't... I can't really remember what the Four Town Gang were singing. I just know that it was very in tune with the, the, the idea of Four Town. Yeah, I think they, they did a very good job at creating this brand of who Four Town yeah, brand, was. Yeah. I also loved how they were like, when they, the girls were like daydreaming about Four Town, they were like, Robert <gasps> speaks French. And I was like, yeah. okay. And it was and like, then the other two are like, oh, they're there. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh, Taeyang fosters doves and Robert speaks French. And Jesse makes pottery, and then the other two are like, "Oh, there, eh, they're there, but they're really cool too." But that just like it was. I really related to that because when you're obsessed with a boy band, you you are like fascinated by them, even doing the most trivial things. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, like you know, I remember being on like Five Sauce Updates accounts, and they were like, "Oh, Callum was just spotted throwing something in the rubbish." And it was, you were like, oh, oh my god! Oh my god. Yes. And you, you know, I think I follow the same thing for Taylor Swift now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's like Taylor Swift walking out of her yeah. studio, and you're like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. Um, yeah. yeah, but like, one more thing for the score is that like the different um, musical arrangements mm-hmm. for the two different things come together at the end at the ritual Aww. and the concert as well. Yeah, like. They start singing. Yeah, they start singing that thing, amazing, but then, then the four time gang are like singing their. Did like, it? Oh wait, no. My mind, my mind, my mind, my mind, my mind, my mind. What? I can't remember the song. No, it's, it's um. I'm it's never um, gonna get you out of my mind. 
never not on my mind. That's oh my, oh my, oh my. I am now a songwriter. <laughs> so, I think it's time for to play our jingle again. What do you think? Yeah, let's do it. Here it comes. Okay, how good is that jingle though? I mean, it's awesome. Oh, it was me. It gives me it chills me. and goosebumps. And, it's so good. It's uh, so good. It's, it's my new phone notification. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to... <laughs> I turned to Apple. <laughs> ah! So, now it's time for our general roundup. Yes. What, what did you, you think? It? Oh, what did... Yeah, I'm interested. <laughs> what star rating would you give it? I think I would give it... Hmm, four stars. Four stars? Maybe four and a half. There were definitely things, I I definitely, it's definitely more than a three, and it's definitely more than a three and a half, but it's not a five. So like three and three fours? No. No, it's probably a four. four. I would say four. Yeah, I think a four star. See, I'm not a fan of giving star ratings. I prefer out of ten. <gasps> Sorry. Like, because you know, you know how oh, much Oh, that's you know interesting. How, you know how much I was getting mixed up with those stars and wishes in the Oh, stars. Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, oh wait, no, that's a good one. Because I think I would give it 7 out of 10. I think I'd give it 8. I think it's a bit... I think it is... It's definitely better than a lot of the worst Pixar films, such as oh, of course. The Good Dinosaur. Cars 2. Sorry. I love Cars. I, I yeah, love Cars. Yeah, Cars 2, we don't talk about it. Cars 2 got full-on retcon. It did, but um, I still... Would I say it's as good as Soul? No. Would I say it's as good as Inside Out? I would say it's kind of on par with yeah, Inside Out. Yeah, it's on par with Inside Out. It, it tackles the same kind of like emotional issues. As, yeah. So it's it's much easier to compare Inside Out and Turning Red than it's, Turning Red to Soul. Soul, absolutely. Yeah. And I think I enjoyed it more than Luca as well. I would give it a higher rating than Luca as well. Yeah. To be honest... I need to rewatch Luca again because all I know is that I do cry at Luca, and it's a beautiful film, but I think it's just a bit simple. It's just a bit simplistic for yeah. Pixar, even though Pixar is so fond of turning people into things. Yeah, literally. All the time. Would you change anything about Turning Red? Hmm, that's a good question. What would I change? Um, what would I change? Nothing. Nothing. I just think it was really well put together, and it it's obviously well been together. really thought out. And like you can see the effort. Oh That's yeah, it. it's like I think it's very clear the detail that's been put into the experiences mm-hmm. and things. I I don't think I'd change a thing about it. I think it's really um, yeah. I think it's really special. I can yeah, and it's a really good portrayal of of at least what I felt. And I I got quite emotional being like, oh, this is the first time I've seen. Like a, a portrayal of what yeah. I felt like, and exactly. I just I really liked it. And would yeah. you watch it again? Of course, absolutely. I've watched yeah. it so many times already. Seriously. So, so first off, our pick of the week. Pick of the week for next week. Well, next time even. Maybe pick of the would week is like me to go first with my pick for you. Okay, I don't know what. Neither drum of us know. Roll. Neither of us know. Okay, if this is the same film as me, okay, drum, drum roll. roll, please. So, I am taking you back to 1990s Hollywood with Steven Spielberg's Jurassic Park. Oh, I've never seen Jurassic Park. Yeah. Oh, I probably shouldn't say that one here. People will kill me. I've never seen Jurassic Park. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Interesting. I'm excited yeah. to see that. 
I love that film so much. It's such like you'll Steven Spielberg. I mean, yeah. Need, need I say more? <laughs> okay, your film is one of my favorite films, and it stars Michael Cera and Elliot Page. Ooh, Juno. Juno, nice. Have you seen Juno? I have not seen Juno. Oh, it's so good. It is just, it's amazing. Oh, can't wait. I love me some Elliot Page. Oh, me too. Can't wait for a new season of Umbrella Academy. Oh, me too. I'm so excited. What's his name in it now? Victor. 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 I'm so excited about that. Nice. Shout out for trans representation. Am I trans right? Trans representation. I mean, I'm trans, so. <laughs> yeah, this is like, over here. you know, everyone is falling in our footsteps, <laughs> yeah. obviously. Um, and so, what is the film we're going to be studying next week and reviewing? I believe it is the new West Side Story. West Side Story by Steven Spielberg. I haven't Absolutely. seen it yet, so me I'm, neither. You haven't seen it either. No, I haven't. We seen should it either. watch it together. Yes, let's do it. Because I have so many friends that are like they've yeah, I've never they've seen watched it. it and they've they've like. I have nothing but good things to say. They actually say that it's better than the original West Side Story. I've never seen the West Side Story like original either. I've I never seen it. it on the stage. No, I've not seen the Broadway musical. And I saw West Side Story in a music class, but I can't remember what, what happens except the... Oh, wait, maybe did I see it in the music class as well? Who did you see it with? Mrs. Riley. Oh, no, I wasn't in her music class. No. Luckily. <laughs> <laughs> Mrs. Riley, if you're watching. <laughs> Um, okay, thank you so much for listening, guys. Thank you for listening. We hope you've enjoyed our review yes. of Turning what did you Red. Think of Turning Red. Absolutely. Email us. Email us. L T F B podcast at gmail.com. Give us your thoughts, yes. please. Or you can reach us on social media at um, L T F B podcast. So please, please, please reach out to us. We love to hear. Thank you so much for all the. Um, we had such a great reception on the first episode. So thank you so much. We hope you've enjoyed this too. And thank you for listening. Thank you, and we hope you've enjoyed our great jingles yes. and our theme song. It will be coming every week. And jingle. I know. Can you believe it? We have jingles. <laughs> We're getting real professional now. <laughs> right, and I'll see you next time. Yeah, see you next time. Bye. Bye.